Hey, everybody, it's Off the Cuff. I'm Roberto. I'm here with JJ. And, uh, you know, this week we um, saw it was all over TV, the, the final services for George H.W. Bush. Uh, really like a four-day memorial. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, you know, artists were brought in to sing and just, you know, a, a heart-wrenching, you know, service. And uh, ended with a, you know, sort of like a memorial train ride, if you will, right? The cool part about the train ride was they painted the locomotive to look like Air Force One with the same, that nice, beautiful blue <laughs> color of Air Force One. And he actually was there when they put this train together. He got to drive it for a couple of miles. Wow. Yeah, when it was initially done, a bunch of cars behind it with family members. And then it headed from Houston for about a 70-mile tour uh, all the way to his final resting place at Texas A&M uh, Presidential Library right. there. And the interesting thing about it being a train ride, I couldn't help but remember as I was watching this, that's where I met George H.W. Bush and his wife Barbara in 1992. He was president of the United States at the time. And I'm looking at a picture right now of you in the middle of George and Barbara. It was spectacular. And I got to tell you, it was the craziest afternoon of my life. First of all, it started out a couple of weeks before that where I got off the air. I was working at uh, WLLZ Wheels at the time. I got off the air, and that was back in the days when people left phone messages on a little pink slip. <laughs> there was no, <laughs> we didn't have voicemail or anything like that. Yeah. It was a pink slip. I got out, somebody handed it to me, and it, it said uh, to Jim Johnson, from somebody, I don't remember the guy's name, at the White House. No way. And here it, I am. First of all, you think it's a prank, right? I mean, that's the first of. thing. Kind of. I mean, it had the right area code for Washington, D.C. and all of that. Right. But here I am. I'm a, you know, lowly morning disc jockey. Said, God, I must have done something really wrong on the exactly. air. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I had heard from the White House on one previous occasion. Oh, no. We'll let that one go. But oh, we random man. dialed in one day live, yeah. not taped and all I of that. We you got, were able to get clearance. We got in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I called a guy back after I got off the air. I was doing morning show at the time. It was JJ and the morning crew. And uh, he said, yeah, I don't know where we got your name from, but somebody recommended you as somebody who might be willing to MC an event that we're doing in Wixom, Michigan on Sunday, such and such a date. It was like September of 1992. Wow. He was campaigning for his second term, which he ultimately lost. Probably you can blame that one on Ross Perot. Otherwise, he probably would have been a two-term president. But that's for another discussion. And I said, of course, I'd love to do it. What's going on? And they said, well, he's doing a whistle-stop train tour all over the United States. Uh, and Wixom is one of the stops on that Sunday. The governor is going to be with him, John Engler at the time. And we're going to have uh, some entertainment. There's going to be music, bands. There'll be other speakers. And then when the train shows up, John Engler is going to speak, and then he's going to introduce the president. So I thought, ah, doggone it, I want to introduce the president so bad. Sure. But that wasn't going to be the case. So we get out there, and the whole day is going along fine. And I'm noticing it's right in downtown Wixom, and... There are buildings all around where the train is going to be stopping. On every building, there is one or two guys all in black with high-powered rifles. That's the Secret <laughs> Service protecting the president's arrival. Whoa. So uh, I'm watching this uh, mildly entertained by all of it. I mean, it's a kind of a big deal, right? And then the guy comes over during the course of the thing, and uh, he says, Are you all set? Do you need any more information? Blah, blah, blah. I said, no, no, no. And he said, well, thank you very much for doing this. I said, you're welcome. And I said, uh, mm. by the way, 
is there any chance I might be able to meet your boss today? <laughs> and he go, and he kind of rolled his eyes like, oh, it's my worst nightmare. Uh, it's like somebody asking me, hey, can you get me backstage passes for Seeger? Right. Same kind of feeling. I knew what I was doing to him, but... Well, I thought, so what the heck? That just, gave me the, that just gave me the note to never ask you that. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> Anything for you, Roberto. So uh, he says, well, I don't. Let, let me see what I can do, and he takes off. So, And that was like an hour before everything was about to happen anyway, so I thought, well, that's the end of that. That ain't going to happen, but at least I made the request. So uh, sure enough, toward the end of... Well, when I got done, because I had introduced John Engler, and John Engler was speaking, and I was kind of done for the day at that point. Right. So he comes walking back, and he goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. So outside the back of the train, the caboose or whatever, there's like red velvet ropes going on either side of the caboose around the tracks in a big circle back to the caboose. And he goes, what's going to happen after the president speaks? He and Barbara are going to walk off the train. And they're going to do the rope line in a circle. She's going to go one way. He's going to go the other. And they're going to meet back at the train. As soon as they walk off the train, you duck under the, the ropes and go stand by the back of the caboose. And I'm yeah, thinking, are you crazy? You're trying to get me killed? <laughs> that's kind of what was going through the back of my mind. Because all these guys are black suits yeah. with high-power rifles on the buildings, right? Oh, my God. So, and there's nobody around. Nobody around me. And when they walked off the train, there was nobody with them. There was no Secret Service. There was no handlers. It was wow. the two of them working the rope line. Wow. I was shocked at how this went down. So I did what they said. I walked underneath the rope line. I stood back by the uh, back of the caboose waiting there. You know, I looked fairly normal. I wore a coat and a tie and all of that <laughs> stuff, as you can see in the photograph. Um, then, as it turns out, I was on the side of the caboose that ended up being the side that the first lady, Barbara Bush, was going to be getting on board. So she arrives back at the end of the rope line, and I look at her, and she looks at me like, who the heck are you? <laughs> and she is, if you can picture how a train track is, there's the track, and then there's the big pile of rocks, the rail bed that it sits on. Right. It's kind of high up, and there are all these broken up, you know, craggly rocks, right? <laughs> and she's got... Not high heels on, but she's got, you know, normal nice shoes shoe, with right. heels on them. And she's down below. So I look at her. She looks at me. I look at the guys on the roof. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here. So I, How important is this picture to me? My hands are in plain sight. And I slowly started walking down the embankment from the railroad bed with my elbow extended, not my arm, my hand, my just my elbow extended way in advance. And she starts walking toward me and uh, holds her arm out and grabs my arm. Okay. And I holler up the railroad <laughs> bed to the uh, back of the caboose again. Right. Everything's good. So the guy told me, they're going to get back on. You follow them up into the caboose and say hello. I said, okay. So they climb up. She climbs up. George climbs up. And here I go climbing up. How many red dots do you think I had on the back <laughs> yeah. of my head as I was climbing up the back of that caboose? Yeah, you look like you had chicken pox. On yeah, the <laughs> on the back of my head. So... So I go walking up, and uh, I and they're not even looking because their backs are both to me as they go up and inside. And then I just sort of, 
did one of those to get their attention a little bit. And they turn around. They weren't nervous or anything. They just look at me quisitively. And I said, Mr. President, my name's Jim Johnson. And then I threw the guy's name out that I was working with. Again, I can't remember the guy's name to this day, but whoever it was. So they recognized that I was connected at least to something. And I said, you know, so-and-so said that it would be okay if I came up to say hello to you. I uh, was the MC of the event today all morning leading up to your arrival. And uh, I just wanted to say hi. And all of a sudden he gets this big old smile on his face and he goes, Oh, that is so nice of you. He said, young man, (laughs) he said, I'm sure you had a lot of better things to do with your Sunday off than come here and do this. I just want to thank you. I said, sir, it's my honor and my privilege. And so actually, and then she had gone up into the train somewhere. So it was me and George and there's no secret service. There's nobody else in this room. (laughs) Nobody. Which I can't believe. Oh, my God. So all of a sudden, he yells, Barbara, Barbara, come back here and meet this young man. Oh, how nice. So she comes back, and we said hello. He explained to her what I was doing. And we started talking for, I don't want to exaggerate, but I think I was with the two of them for about five minutes. Small talk, kibitzing, and then I said to him. Hating broccoli. Well, I didn't. Didn't offer that, but I said, you did, know, did he sound? Did he in any way resemble the Dana Carvey? Oh, of impression? course, <laughs> yeah, he's identical. Yes. So uh, what I said to him, I couldn't resist. I said, you know, uh, and this was long before I became a political animal. By the way, that's right. only been in the recent uh, couple of decades. But I said to him, uh, Mr. President, uh, you know, it's it's time to time to ratchet it up to the next level in the campaign. He goes, Jimmy, I know it. I know it. Uh, he Got said, that's why, we're, that's why we're here today. <laughs> I said, okay, good, because, uh, you know, we're running out of time. And Fair I am enough. a huge, big supporter and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Wow. So uh, he said, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We say goodbye, shake hands. I shake hands with Barbara. And then, being the fool that I am, <laughs> I leaned over and gave Barbara a little kiss on the cheek, oh, on her right no. cheek, as I said goodbye. She just smiled and said, thank you. And that was it. They turned and walked down. Now, and who I had the camera? Turned and walked out. Well, I'm sorry. I skipped that part. Before I said goodbye, he said, would you like a picture? Oh, okay. I said, of course, Mr. President. That would be spectacular. So he yelled down for somebody else, whoever the photographer was. The guy came and took that picture you're looking at right now. Wow. And uh, that is uh, the, the, the postscript to the entire story. So I just left end of the day. And I forgot about it. He lost the election, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, you know what? I'll never see that picture again in my life. I said, that's like finding a needle in a million haystacks. Yeah, right. One day, I don't know when his son was president, long time after this, 10 years later. I'm driving home, and a friend of mine lived across the street who was the head of the Republican committee, the finance committee for the state of Michigan. He was good friends with the Bushes. Uh, Dan Quayle would come and stay at his house, that kind of stuff, right? Wow. So one day when the 41st president, George H.W. Bush, was coming to town to campaign for his son, in between events, he went to my friend's place to rest up. And I knew he was there that afternoon, and I'm thinking to myself, doggone it. I really want that picture. I'd forgotten about it for so long. And right there in my car, I decided to call the White House. Oh, my. I called the White House, and I said, I'm looking for an old photograph. She said, hold. 
Next thing I know, I uh, talk to some guy who's in the White House photo department. Sure, yeah, whatever. They just need the date, right? Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I mean, said to the guy, be archived, right? I had a picture of myself and George and Barbara Bush. He said, "Stop." He said, "When a president leaves the White House, every scrap of paper, every post-it note, every paper clip goes off to their presidential library within two days. Okay, it's all gone." But he said, "Hold on, I'll connect you." Next thing I know, I'm talking to some lady in uh, <laughs> down in Texas at the presidential library, and I told her what had happened and what I was looking for, and she said, uh, hold on a second, uh, and I could hear her clicking away at the keyboard, and she said, uh, and you say this was a whistle stop, uh, and she said, what was the date? I said, I don't remember. I don't yeah. know the date. You could pick it was one in the fall, fall, fall of 92. 92 right. And she said, okay, well, hold on. And as uh, you say, it was Wixom, Michigan. And she said, well, I have photos here from Wixom, Michigan in 1992. And I see one of uh, uh, George and Barbara and some handsome young man in the middle. I said, ah. well, that's probably not me, but uh, you're very kind. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. She said, I will send you a thumbnail of it in email if it's you Call me back at this number, right? And you can buy it for like twenty bucks, right? And I'll mail it to you. Sure enough, sure enough, it that was, was me. A, wow! I called her back. Weird. She said, "Give me your credit card number," which wow. I gladly did. And uh, two days later, after ten years of waiting, it took me all of eight to ten minutes to secure right. this photograph. Jeez. I got it in the mail. I mean, I got to say, this whole story, this whole thing is so much more laid back and just. You know, let more put together and organized than a kiss meet and greet that I did. <laughs> <Once>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the president after all.